The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Welcome back to Becky Well Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Still plenty left to get to in the festivities. We've got contest picks in a few minutes. We also have our lightning bets that we will also get into. Uh, we had Brad Powers on the last segment talking about college football. And, guys, I wanted to ask a real quick question before we get back to the NFL here. Next year, we get a 12-team playoff. This year, we still have a lot of bowl games, which it does feel like in our circles, very few people are betting into just because there's so much uncertainty, so much volatility with opt-outs, who's playing, who's not playing, all that stuff. But I'm curious, when we get to a 12-team playoff format, could we still get opt-outs? Like if, say, you have somebody who's going to be, you know, a top two, top three NFL draft pick and make tons and tons of money, and maybe they don't want to play two or three additional games, could opt-outs mm-hmm. actually still happen? I know the hope is it won't, but could it still happen? What do you guys think? It could. Could, but why are you playing the regular season then? So what was, mm-hmm. just to get some film out there, and then, like, I understand why it happens now. If you're not part of the playoff, like, players have realized okay yeah the the way of thinking of why am i going to put it all at risk so there will be some isolated cases but i don't think it's going to happen all that much but it will be out there listen why are you playing the last month of the season then of the regular season if you've got a bunch of film out there and people are saying that you're a top 10 pick maybe a first round pick why uh why incur that risk so i don't think it's going to happen much but it will happen a little bit 
What do you think, Aaron? I hope it doesn't happen as much. I think it's kind of annoying what's going on right now. It's frustrating, <laughs> yeah. and I hope that this expansion will help like eliminate this kind of stuff. But I would think it doesn't happen as much, but I don't know. But we've the, the but I get it. It's, I get it. Right. Like I would not play if I were them either. Yeah. I wouldn't play. Mm-hmm. Right. The the film thing is one thing. I wonder if the other perspective is, okay, why why would you not play in these bowl games? Because of the possibility of injury, right? Well, mm-hmm. even if you do get injured, say, in September or October, think of whatever timeline you can think of in terms of something gruesome potentially happening to you, like tearing your ACL or whatever. That's like what? A nine to 12-month recovery process to where if it happens in September or October, you can still be ready for week one of the NFL season, where Whereas if it happens in late December, January, then you start to mess with the regular season for your professional career. And that's when problems can start to happen. So I wonder if timetables matter more than just, you know, impressing up to a point. And, you know, granted with technology and medicine and all of that stuff like that might matter, but it's the health concerns as far as when you could get back out there to being 100%. That's probably how I would look at it. Yeah, there's no upside now, and and there there, there will be upside next year. So hopefully, uh, it, it doesn't happen all that much. Sure. All right, let's get into our super contest picks for Week 16. And Aaron, how about you kick things off? All right, let's start with the Packers. So Packers at Panthers. I mean, this is just really about fading the Panthers at this point. Nobody's showing up to their games. We saw hardly anyone in the crowd, and I expect more of the same. It's also just a get right spot. It has to be for green Bay. I mean, they haven't been performing well, and this is a situation where, you know, they really need to put something good out there after they lost a couple games in a row. And I think Jordan love and this offense is capable of doing better than what we have seen. Um, But certainly their roster, the Packers roster is better than the Panthers. So give me the Packers minus five. Up next, Saturday night. This one was tough for me. At first, I'm thinking, man, this feels like a stealer spot. But then they keep letting me down. Kenny Pickett, what's going on there? Now we're seeing Mason Rudolph. The Steelers have lost three straight. The Bengals' defense hasn't been playing well. We might have some rain, but no wind. So I don't think that the weather will be much of a factor. So ultimately... I landed on the Bengals. I think this is a Bengals spot. Minus two. Um, I just think the Bengals, even though their offensive line is a little banged up, Jake Browning, he's been on, you know, he's playing pretty well. So I think the good times will continue. And I really like Cincinnati in this spot, especially since it's below a field goal. So give me the Bengals. This one, you know, I got a mix and a dog here. Heineke starting. Arthur Smith is just absolutely going through it. He looks miserable right now. The Falcons haven't covered in five of their last seven games. I just have no confidence in anything that the Falcons are doing. And Jonathan Taylor, I think, is going to play. So give me the Colts plus one. Colts on the road. Um, I just don't like anything that I see from Atlanta right now. Another game that I flip-flopped on and ultimately was like, you know what? Maybe I'm just overthinking this, okay? Two of the top teams in the NFL, which direction am I going to go? Initially, my process was like, well, maybe I just take the Ravens. If I think both of the 
these teams are really good. The top two teams in the NFL. Why don't I just take the dog? Baltimore's not bad. Their defense is really good. But when it comes down to it, offensively, I think the Ravens are really going to miss Mark Andrews and Keaton Mitchell. Do they have enough offensive firepower to keep things close? I don't think they do. Niners roll. I think Niners minus five and a half is a great play here. And then I'm going to the Rams tonight. This is my favorite play. I said I loved it earlier in the show. This is a crucial game uh, for both sides. We talked about the playoff implications, but at the end of the day, we got Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, Kyron Williams, who's been on a tear. Matt Stafford is back, and they've got Sean McVay. I think the Rams' offense should be able to outscore the Saints no matter how good their defense is. I think the Rams will just be too much here. So Packers minus five, Bengals minus two, Colts plus one, Niners minus five and a half, and Rams minus four. Joe, I can't believe you're fading Rudolph Christmas. I know. I thought about that too. <laughs> Did you? Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. Yes. But um, yeah, got to do it. Got to. All right. All right. Um, let's see. There, there are a lot of strange situations. You know, at the start of the show, we were talking about some of the impactful injuries or impactful injuries that are out there. But there are also some other things like I don't know. There. Okay, the country's sick right now, and this is happening in locker rooms too. Like there, uh -huh. there were talk, there was talk about it happening to the Cowboys. And also there were a couple of other teams that's flying under the radar right now. We'll see if it's legitimate with today and tomorrow's injury report, but there are some teams that could be dealing with cluster injuries run cluster illnesses, I should say. And I don't know if they're going to be available and if available, will they be even close to hundred percent? Not, not so sure. Uh, so there are some that are close We'll see if we learn anything today by the time we get to the final picks tomorrow. Uh, here's one that I didn't expect to be on. And the uh, the market has moved this number all sorts of ways. You know what? Just the more you watch it last Thursday, the Chargers were legitimately not trying. Like going out of their way not to try. And give me the 12 and a half. Give me the Chargers in this spot. And and you know how, how I'm all in on the Bills. Let's see what the official word is on Keenan Allen. It's sounding like he's not going to play, but let's go all in. I'm a man, Giff Smith. So give me the Chargers uh, plus 12 and the hook. Where else are we going to go? Man, the Seahawks are in a bad spot, but potentially the Titans are going to be missing a uh, a boatload of guys. But all right, I'll add Seattle to the card. Uh, Seattle laying a shortish number. Seattle minus two and a half at Tennessee. We don't know about Levis. He has not been playing. So it might be Tannehill. But the other thing going on is uh, the defensive side of the ball for Tennessee. So not practicing yesterday. Uh, one linebacker, a safety, a cornerback, and a defensive lineman. And illness is uh, apparently running through the Titans uh, defense. So they might miss their quarterback. They might miss nearly half their starters on defense or a bunch of others that were limited uh, yesterday. So at this point, I would say it, it looks like Geno's going to be in line to start. I'm going to back Seattle must win spot for them, even though spot wise, I don't love it on short rest after a big win, but we're going to have a change at quarterback and uh, Titans are, are dealing with a whole lot right now. Uh, another one that I like, let's go. 
Let's go Dallas, another short dog here. Dallas after an awful loss uh, this past week. And then Dolphins, who's playing? Is Tyreek? Is Mostert? Achan? There are three offensive linemen on their injury report right now. So it's a good spot. And look, Miami, they've accrued this record by beating up on bad teams. Well, they've got three tough games at the very end. They're, they get their chance to prove that they're legitimate. Um, I haven't seen it yet. So I'm going to take the Cowboys uh, getting a point and a half. And let's see, Aaron went San Francisco. I'm going to go Baltimore. It's too many points. Uh, the number is coming down a little bit. I think that's notable. And uh, we're getting five and a half as far as contest purposes. Uh, this, is, this, is, uh, this is too many points. And I know those injuries are going to hurt the offense, but still, I expect uh, Baltimore to hang around in this one with the most, probably the most balanced team in the NFL. So, uh, give me the points there. And you know, this last one is uh, moving off the key number of three, but we are getting three in this contest. And I'm talking about the Lions on the road indoors, laying three. Um, it's moved to three and a half already. Mullins was terrible. It was terrible, and they're going back. Back to that well. So uh, I, I trust that golf is going to look closer to what uh, we saw last week as opposed to to the month before uh, with all the turnovers and all that, as bad as he looked against the Bears for a couple of weeks. So I don't mind Detroit minus three. So right now I'm going Chargers, Seahawks, Cowboys, Ravens, and Lions. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, TEND is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Joe's going head-to-head with Aaron and one. Joe, you and I will be going head-to-head and one, and I'll tell you which one that is in just a bit. You mentioned the Chargers and backing them. Do you feel like that last week, whenever things were kind of falling apart for them, that they kind of wanted Brandon Staley out, like kind yeah. of setting himself up for failure? Like, is that what you're thinking? I, yeah. I mean, for it to be that bad with Aiden O'Connell's offense, putting up 63 on you and just mm-hmm. not, they were not interested. And yeah, it kind of felt <laughs> that way. And they, they got their wish. Now let's see if they're actually going to show up in this one against Buffalo, uh, I don't know. I know it's the hottest. And by the way, the other thing, James Cook, he's sick. So right. is he going to be available for this game? Like mm-hmm. there, there's something else to take a look at after, after his monstrous performance last week. Exactly right. Even if you don't believe that running backs matter, well, he might mm-hmm. matter. And it might mean the Bills pass a little bit more, which could lead to more mistakes, shorter fields. for Exactly. Let's start with the Bears minus four. Somehow I've become the person wow. who is backing Chicago here in this group. Ever since the Bears acquired Montez Sweat in week nine, this defense ranks eighth in pressure rate, third lowest in opposing passer rating, third lowest in opposing receiver open rate. Some of these stats, yes, they are dependent upon who they play, but you can at least trust this defense to play well against the Cardinals. It is tough competition where you need to be careful. Next up, where we're going head-to-head, Joe, I've got the Vikings plus three. I don't care that it's a road game for the Lions. Dome team will be fine in a dome, whatever. 
I do care that Nick Mullins will get more work with Justin Jefferson. So that matters. He should look better than he did last week. Trusting the Lions defense to contain several weapons who will get chances for chunk plays, that seems like a fool's errand to me. I cannot trust this Detroit defense as much as I may want to. Vikings have also been elite containing quarterback scrambles. I get Jared Goff doesn't move around that much. He's not much of a runner, but if they are consistently getting pressure, they will accrue sacks. That will be a drive ender. Next up, hold your nose, guys. The Patriots plus six and a half. The number is just way too big here. It should be closer to five by my model. This Broncos defense is very, very different when they are not getting takeaways. And while Patriot quarterbacks do have a lot of turnover-worthy throws, no guarantee Denver will actually convert those turnover-worthy throws into actual turnovers. Russell Wilson, also a different quarterback when he's flushed out of the pocket. And I do believe Bill Belichick will find ways to do that. So give me the Patriots plus six and a half. Next, Seattle minus two and a half. Quarterback concerns are way bigger for the Titans than they are for Seattle. Will Levis might be the only quarterback who can unlock DeAndre Hopkins. That matters a lot in terms of blowing the top off of an opposing defense. And look, D-Hop did have 140 yards in week five against the Colts. But Levis can get D-Hop to be a good bit more consistent. That was an outlier performance. That matters a great deal here. I think Seattle can score three more in this one. And then finally, the Giants plus 12. The Eagles offense has an obvious ceiling, and if they run the ball a lot and the Giants run the ball a lot, then nobody is beating anybody by more than 12. Fewer drives, fewer possessions. That makes the number way too big. So it is Giants. Seattle, Patriots, Vikings, and Bears. A lot under consideration. I was looking at Cleveland laying a short number at Houston. We'll find out more about Stroud. I was thinking about the Panthers, but a bunch of their players are sick on defense, uh, getting a bunch of points at home against the Packers. And you got to consider the team facing the Jets when the Jets are laying three. Right? Absolutely you do. This is you All Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for tonight right here on the BetQL Network.